Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood Mavs podcast. Going a cappella today. We don't have the soundboard. This is sorry, sorry listeners. This is the best I can do. Um, starting a small forward, it's Andrew the Goon Bennett. Good to be here. Can't offer you any wing depth. I can give you. I can give you five personal fouls and two rebounds a game. That's uh, all right. All right. That's something. Uh, that's like uh, it's like a PJ Tucker stat line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would lean a little bit more Brian Cardinal than PJ. Oh yeah, PJ Tucker. Uh, well, I don't PJ know if Tuck- Brian Cardinal would get enough playing time to use all his fouls, but yeah, he he could lay him on. He could lay him on in, in limited minutes. Limited <laughs> minutes. Um, limited minutes, unlimited fouls for uh for for the goon. For <laughs> that. For the custodian. Um, so that that's a deep cut. Love that deep cut. <laughs> Starting at guard from the University of Texas at Arlington, your host with the most. It's Ben Seibel. Ah, gosh, man. Also good for a few personal fouls and some inadvised threes. Uh, <laughs> Ill advised. Fowler. I don't. I mean, I feel no. I'm, I'm saying, but I'm saying you're good for a few. You're good for maybe a reach I, in. I don't know if that's like attribute the people. You know, like if, if I'm describing somebody's game, oh yeah, he's good for a few fouls. You know, that that's just saying like he's yeah, that's not true. the best at you, defense. You're not and... quite you're not quite goon material, Ben. I'm not um, I mean, I, I I'm I'm the first to admit it. I'm not the best defender and, and, and I don't put the most effort on that end of the ball. I mean, you've played with me. Like, you know, you see me get scorched. Um, ben, ben is getting beat off the dribble so bad, he's not in a position to foul to, to stop the basket. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm running the same zip code at that point. So, yeah, you've got to like, be in the vicinity. Like, you've got to be in the vicinity. Court. I'm like charting back down court. Like, oh, I got beat. So, yeah, you're a, can... cher- you're a cherry picker running, running down offense. the court trying to get the offense started. Oh, man. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, if we want to do like a, a quick, quick veer off from from the intro to how we play but i haven't played in the longest time just because it's been so dang hot but i, I really want to play um like some organized well we'll have to get the guys together and put, put a game put a game together that'll be fun have you played at all recently or uh no no yeah because i don't want my shoes to melt into the into the pavement uh, yeah it would be real bad it's yeah, it's, but, it's, it's it's not safe out there to play right now. It's like a hundred. It's been a hundred like for the past like. Stay like, hydrated. Weeks. <laughs> yeah. If, you got a, if you've got a YMCA membership, play inside, or if you've play, uh, or play two K, do whatever you got to do to live yeah vicariously through this. That's how that's how we're that's how we're struggling through. We're in, we're in the dog days of summer and we're in the dog days of the off season for sure. Yeah, it's tough because we can't even play basketball. Or I mean, we could sort of watch it, but it's FIBA. It's not necessarily the same yeah. thing, but um. On today's pod, we will touch on uh, the new Maverick, Derek Jones Jr. And yeah, as we re- recently signed, the Mavs recently signed him to a two or uh, to a one year deal, I should say. And um, what he brings to the Mavs, and then we'll talk about our our FIBA Mavericks. We've got some um, Mavericks who are competing in international play, which we're we're excited. And um, and and the biggest you know Mavs story, of course, centers around Luca who uh looks 
really, really healthy and 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 like a, in a fit. And the leanest I've seen him since his rookie year, maybe. I don't know if uh, if we can talk about that without being weird, but we're gonna try to. No, too late. Too late. We're already too weird. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, yeah. I, the I, way Mavs fans talk watch, about his body. Like, yeah. It's uh, look at the muscle definition on his arms now. Like, oh man, he's so cut, and it's it's a little it's a little gross how we how hyper fixated we can become on whether this like 24 year old man is is healthy is is athletic enough to play in the nba uh yeah like- i think yeah what's uh i mean we, we'll, we'll touch on it but it, yeah i think that it's definitely bizarre because i think athletes we just kind of take for granted how like in shape they are and and how much they put their bodies through and Luca doesn't look necessarily like your typical NBA athlete. So he's confused a lot of people with how good he is despite all that. Yeah. And, and, and I, and, and I, and I'll be honest, I, I, I am always like split on this whole thing because, uh, cause even Luca, Luca, like quote unquote fat Luca, as people might refer, thick like, Luca. or like thick Luca. Yeah. Even thick Luca, when people are like maligning him for his conditioning and it, and what kind of shape he's in, he's still putting he's still going to drop thirty five on your head. Okay. So so it's kind of one of these things where like we take it for granted. And I honestly, playing a little bit a little bit backseat psychologist, mm. I think I think Luca came into the league and kind of took it for granted the fact that like he knows that he can get thirty five on anybody in the league. It's just a question of whether he can get 35 and play defense and run the floor and, you know, rebound effectively. And for finish the game. Like yeah, finish finish, game yeah. Yeah. For four quarters of basketball. He hasn't, he hasn't really been able to do that. Um, particularly it, for some stretches of the, of the season. And he has that reputation mm-hmm. of like being a, almost uh like a first half player, like a, somebody who starts really strong and is just like, you know, first quarter and second quarter, he's just crushing, you know, getting like 10 points or 12 points per quarter or whatever. And then, you know, when he gets kind of gas in the third and then he's low on energy in the fourth, his defense isn't as good or, or he's not getting, you know, yeah. uh, he's, he's forcing things like he's forcing a three when like, if he had the gas in him, he might be able to take it to the, to the rack or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and I would argue there's as much to do with like Luca and his conditioning and his focus as well as like the Mavs and how they've built past teams around him, where like we saw at the beginning of last year, Luca was like the only option, the singular option. Uh, it really helped his MVP odds in like the first two or three weeks of the year when it was like, oh my gosh, are we going to get 40 point triple double Luca every single All night? Time, yeah. And then come December, Jan- yeah, yeah. Come December, January, February. It's like oh wait we can't do that that's that's we'll not run him cheat. into the ground yeah that's not a cheat code so it is exciting to see him potentially take conditioning that side of the of that aspect of the game it's exciting to see him take it more seriously or at least you, look like he's taking it more seriously do you think i mean without a doubt this is the most serious he has taken it um since since he got into the league do you think that Jokic winning the championship had anything to do with that? He's like talking I to think, him. I think like, us like, hey not, man, turns out us, when you get fit. I think us like, not making the playoffs 
is because I mean, like we we talk about asshole Luca, Ugh. and this is something that I empathize with because <laughs> I I I think uh, Moneyball said it best when Billy Bean is like, I I hate losing. I hate losing more than I like, more than I love winning. Right. And I, I think that very much epitomizes who Luca is as a competitor. As like he wants to win. He wants to win all the time. But somebody who wants to win also hates to lose. Absolutely hates. And you could see you could see a lot of that towards the end of the last season when it became apparent that we like were he was not. sick. Like yeah. he was sickened with how yeah much losing we were doing and mm-hmm. like any press he was doing he was just like like it almost sounded like he was about to barf like like he didn't feel well because he's mm-hmm. not used to it and he hates it yeah yeah he has really high expectations for himself and for the team and so uh i'm glad to see that 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 is extending to his his physical conditioning and again all of this talk that we have about his physical conditioning is based on like us looking at how he looks in a uniform yeah it's very it's it's very superficial eye test stuff like none of us have his like his beats per like none of us have his his like physical attributes or information uh from his doctor or anything or from his (laughs) from his uh physical therapist but yeah uh he definitely looks better and he has he has a lot more speed a lot more uh pep in his step I think we saw saw him dunk and I saw people reacting to like him dunking in the layup line and did like a pull up. Yeah, it's pretty great. I don't think I've ever seen him do that. I think uh, he's like done like the minimum amount of jumping necessary to dunk. And then like, we'll just kind of, you know, that's it. I'm not I'm I'm done. I don't know if that makes any sense. But um, I'm yeah, I'm excited for him. Uh, there was a little injury uh, concern, I think, a week ago. He, it looked like he banged knees with somebody um, when he was playing uh, with the Slovenian team. My only concern with him playing, and I think this is any like front office's like concern, whether they'll communicate that to him or not, is like international play. Yeah, do, do not do not get injured. <laughs> and then uh, i think our team is a little bit better off like if we, he was to miss like a few weeks at the beginning of the season i think we're a little bit we've made moves where we're a little bit better but um i i just uh the the, the slovenian team isn't built super great so he's gonna have to carry a lot of the load so that's used that's to that though he's used to that he's unfortunately <laughs> he is used to that um, I just don't want him to like hurt himself while he's trying to do too much. And and then, you know, that's me being the selfish yeah. mass fan. I'm sure people yeah. who are Slovi- from Slovenia listening to this are like, screw you. Like we want him to like, <laughs> want him to ball out. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's gone on the record and I'll be curious. It'll be interesting to watch how his, his perspective on this evolves over the years. Cause he's talked, I think somebody last year asked him point blank, like, what would be more important to you, like a gold medal for Sol- Slovenia or like an NBA championship? And I, I think he he straight up said like a gold medal would mean more to him. Uh, so there's definitely like that sense of like national pride 
he wants to be competing out there for Slovenia, whether it's whether it's in the Olympics, whether it's in the FIFA World Cup, like he wants to compete. And it'll be interesting to see, like, as he gets older, um, gets more experience, maybe sees some success on the internationals on in FIBA and in, in the Olympics, if he always feels the need to, like, go all out um, for international play. Because um, I don't, I mean, I remember there were plenty of times where Dirk played for, say, like, the, like Germany's Olympic squad. Yeah. I recall him playing as much or being as involved in like the FIBA side of things Mm. um so I mean I yeah I appreciate how committed he is to competing on behalf of his country but yeah I it's also an anxiety inducing thing (laughs) um because he he also sells a lot of things where it it looks like he got hurt because he's kind of selling it mm -hmm. and that might have been what had happened that time so as Mavs fans watching, you're like, oh God, I don't know if this is real or not, because like he's you know, something yeah, kind of, that's I mean like, that's just the Luka, that's that's the Luca experience is like yeah. every third or fourth game, there's like, oh my god, that looked like a gnarly high ankle sprain and he's so done. And then like <laughs> and three, three plays yeah. later, he like gets a steal and runs the full length of the court and like, dunks yeah. it. And you're like, Okay, that was that was clearly Yeah, so it's those ones where he like hangs back like he's injured on uh, like while the team is back on defense he's like hanging back like like grabbing something and then he like trots down the court while yelling at the ref like what the heck i got fouled but he didn't say those words exactly probably something else in a different language but um (laughs) so what one thing that is kind of interesting is um the um the uh, usa's fiba team is is one of the the lead, I guess the leaders of the team is former Mav Jalen Brunson, and yeah, I, and and there's not really a lot of like superstars on this team. There's a lot of good players. You got Anthony Edwards. You've got Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. It's like the young Avengers of like American basketball. Like all all the best uh, young American players. Yeah, but no KD, um, no LeBron, no KD, no, like no Kyrie. Um, so. I, I thought it'd be kind of funny to see if if like if if, if Luca is kind of if Luca kind of like tells the Slovenian team like hey like this is I want this win more than any of the other wins like I want I want to beat Jalen I want to beat you know I want to beat USA but I want to beat Jalen like um and I, and I wonder you know I don't know if you've heard this question that people like randomly ask in interviews or like as like a social media question where like how many like eight-year-olds would it take to kill you or like how many like like yeah eight- yeah how many five-year-olds could you beat in a fight yeah or like, like how, yeah. how many would it take so this this is like the the basketball version of that question how many like almost all-stars will it take to beat Luka Doncic by himself like that's kind of the situation that we'd be walking into yeah yeah just- did I mean in the in the Olympics last year we didn't get to see we didn't get a a Slovenia USA matchup, did we? Because Slovenia think, got, Slovenia no. lost to Australia before we would have met right. USA yeah. in the gold medal match. So I think you're right. So, uh, or in the semis, I think. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I I don't see like I I get the comparison, 
I don't see Luka and Slovenia beating Team USA, even if it is a bunch of like all star, like semi all stars or like almost all star players. Like, uh, yeah, I think like uh, Slovenia. It's it's a, it's a it really it's it's the equivalent of like Luka and last year's Mavs in like November going <laughs> against like the Nuggets. Um, <laughs> sort of levels of like I mean, there's there's different yeah, talent levels of disparity. Singing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it'll be a competitive game, and Luca will 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 put Jalen, you know, on skates a couple of times, or like back uh, him down a lot. Yeah, put put him into the into the stands, into the seats. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it has been nice. I know it's painful for Mavs fans to see how far Jalen Brunson has come in in over like in like thirteen months since he left, but it is it's really cool for me because I I feel like I bought stock in Jalen and I have yet to sell it. And it's really exciting to see like to see those oh, yeah. like Steve saying like, yeah, Jalen Brunson I, is I, I vaguely is the remember say. I vaguely remember when he was on the Mavs and he was was practicing with Team USA uh as like their like you know backup you know third team or whatever. And I'm like, oh that's cute. Like good for him. Like he's you know, getting to hang out with all the these like he's getting, stars. He's getting time in the gym. He's putting. Yeah, in, yeah. Like, but I, but this is before he. Could, I don't. I don't even think he really developed yet. I think he had just like either had, was a rookie or uh, he was not the Jalen we know now. And and he's like top dog. I, you'd argue he's not the maybe not the best player, but he's like one of like one of the best players on that team now. Um, he's a hooper. He's he's, he's a gamer. He's definitely yeah. a hooper. So. Uh, we're proud of him. Good, good, good to you know see him balling out. Um, so the other maps that are on in FIBA right now are, if I uh, forgive me for forgetting anybody, uh, you've got Josh Green and Dante Exum, and almost Mav Matisse Thibel on the uh, <laughs> Australian Boomers, which I learned Boomers uh, in Australia is like a slang term for uh, kangaroo. I don't know if you knew that. Fun fact. I don't know if any other podcasts yeah. are telling you that, but boomers you know. is cooler than, uh, than, than the ruse, uh, or is, is rolls off the tongue a little bit. Yeah. Um, so the, you've got the Australia team. It's got some, some Mavericks the there. Aust- Australian national team ruined the stock, ruined the stock market and the housing market. Who knew? It's hard to, to disassociate boomers with that <laughs> yeah. definition. So it, yeah, it's a little confusing. And then uh, the Canadian team obviously has Dwight Powell. Not sure if he'll get much playing time. He he might be more vibes guy for them. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have a stacked team, though. If you look at like they're really like good, good deep team. Uh, like they got Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, Lou Dort, Jamal Murray, um, and a few other people I didn't realize were Canadian. Um, then I think, and then obviously Luca with Slovenia. I think that's it. So those are like Mavs to to keep an eye on to see how they're doing. I I'd love to see if Josh Green gets a bigger role with that Australian team because he kind of was he, he like played off the bench and didn't get a whole lot of playing time in the Olympics, but he was still developing. And and now that he's kind of made the leap in the league, I'd like to see if yeah you know he can get some oops from Giddy or. Yeah, his development 
is is almost I am I am more interested almost to see that than I am to see like the muscle definition on Luca's arms or like how much <laughs> how much like how how much pe- like pep is in Luca's step when he's going up for rebounds or for a dunk. Like I'm I'm almost more intrigued to watch and see what Josh Green looks like on the national team because that's the close that's the most we're gonna see before the season starts and his his growth and development and if he's able to take another leap is is going to be key um to whether the Mavericks are like legitimate kind of playoff in the mix I'm not ready to use the word contender in any conversation with the Mavericks after we missed the playoffs last year but like (laughs) if if he if he you know, takes another leap forward, then that changes, that changes the the math in your brain or your, like what you would project the Mavericks to be able to do this season for sure. Yeah. I think, um, there's, there was a, we posted something on Twitter. I think somebody asked like, if, if this person, who do you want to take the biggest leap next year for your team or something like that, or like, who's going to take the biggest leap? I think I kind of saw somebody, I think a lot of Mavs fans were saying, oh, we want Josh Green to be that guy, you know. Um, And I made this, I I had this edit that I had kind of saved by, it it wasn't a good time to use it last year after I made it, but it was an edit of like across the Josh Green verse where you have like these different versions of Josh Green. You have like Josh Green Lantern, Josh Green Arrow, Josh Green Ranger. um, And then there's a few others I forget. But um, if you kind of look at, I kind of looked at that at the through the context of the movie across the Spider Verse, where like, what's your canon event? Like, what's the thing that makes you who you are? And he kind of had two canon events last year, where his uncle Dorian and his his aunt Reggie <laughs> got traded. <laughs> so, so he had to step oh, up. <laughs> I thought I thought the canon event was gonna be. Was it Kyle Kuzma who dogged him? No, it was, who was uh, it? Was it Josh Giddy? Freaking no! Gosh, who was it? Freaking was like, Austin you... Reeves. Austin Reeves yeah. kind of said, "I'm gonna f you up." Like he's having. Yeah, I I can't. Stand I, I that considered guy. I considered that a canon event where it's like I, or I just I just I remember someone having a quote of like, "Who is this kid? Who who it like who who are you?" Like essentially yeah. to Josh Green, like who is this? Like you're in year three and you're still like, you're like coming off the bench and playing like 10 minutes here, 12 minutes there. Yeah. And I, I, I think that, I think that particularly lit a fire under him. Uh, it got me amped to see how he would respond. So. And yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was just thinking of it as like in Spider-Man, like canon events are like who died, like who, who, <laughs> in the nba reggie bullock getting traded that that is it is his candidate because because he gets traded because the mavs front office believes josh green can fill and and honestly we were ready we on this podcast i think i think i i have been a very quick to pull the plug on reggie bullock particularly in the lean winter months you know y'all talk about him like he's the winter soldier november to january the man is is yeah is ass it's uh well yeah i mean well i mean he just he he can't shoot his his weight um (laughs) from beyond the arc and like 
And I remember those first two weeks, like it was like action item 1A was like get Christian Wood in the starting lineup. And action item 1B was get Josh Green in the starting lineup. And eventually we did do that. Some of some of that worked. Some of that worked. Some of it didn't. Uh, But but Josh Green is here to stay. Christian Wood is not. Neither is Reggie Bullock. So upgrades, people, upgrades. Yeah, Yeah. and hope. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Is is I think that the this Australian team can kind of give him a chance to to grow and and kind of yeah. get a feel for his game. Um, and and I think that'll be really good for him. So excited to see see Josh Green. Um, speaking of upgrades, you want to talk about <laughs> the fifteenth man? The fifteenth man? Well, maybe he's he's add star wing depth. He's uh oh, is he not going to be? Who's the fifteenth man on the roster? Uh, maybe I could see he's the last person added to the roster. He might not be the last one. To I mean, if we still game. have this roster, is JaVale McGee is the fifteenth man? Yeah. Be oh, technical. Yeah, I would rank Derek Jones of JaVale and honestly above Dante X. Yeah, um, I would too. I think um, so we we the news flash uh. The Mavericks just acquired Derek Jones Jr. in a sign. They didn't trade him. They just signed him. At minimum, right? I'm not sure. I should have checked before, honestly. But I think it's a, like a team-friendly deal. It's for a year. He, If you don't know Derek Jones Jr., he's, he's known for his athleticism and his defense. And he's got... Uh, known for his yams. Yeah, his his yeah, dunks so. his dunk package is insane. I'm literally watching it like on on the, the side over here. Um, his dunk package is insane. He's won a dunk contest before. He uses his athleticism for for dunks and defense and 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 alley oops. And um, I think we need more of that. Um, more more alley oop partners for Luke and Kyrie can't go wrong. And we need that. <laughs> the defensive presence, his length, his defensive presence. So we can add him to the wing rotation. So you got like Josh green, um, you've got Omax, you've got Grant Williams, you've got, and now you've got Derek Jones jr. Um, as, as kind of a plot, like a variety of wings, um, to, to kind of guard guards and bigs. And, and I think that's, he feels a need and I think it's a great, great pickup. Yeah. Um, I was looking, looking at, um, uh kind of his stat lines from the last few years. He's, I I hesitate to call him a three-point shooter, um, but his three-point averages have steadily gone up over, he's still 26, so he's on the younger side. Um, you're really not signing him to shoot multiple threes a game, um, but it's not beyond him to be able to hit a three. Um uh, also, like, kind of an underrated, like, free throw shooter. He's in, like, the 70s, 80, hit 80% uh, two seasons ago. Um, but, yeah, I totally agree with you. As, like, a guy who can stop in, like, spot situations and give you that that athleticism, I think it keeps you from having to play Omax, like, right off the bat a ton. I would love to see Omax coming off the bench like a lot early on and get him some experience, but it kind of keeps you from having, having Derek Jones Jr. Keeps you from having to maybe overplay 
Grant Williams, Omax, and even like Maxi to a certain extent. Like you can kind of, it gives you a little mm. bit more versatility and can maybe save the legs for the guys that you really want. You like come April and May of next year, we're going to want maybe Maxi and Grant Williams and Omax. We might want those guys playing upwards of 20 to 25, 30 minutes a night. And Derek Jones Jr. allows you to do that by shaving some minutes off of their workload kind of at the margins. So, um, yeah, it's not super flashy. I also appreciate that, like, I, I think Istok Franco had a great article uh, a couple of days ago when we when we signed him that just pointed out that in the last few seasons, the 15th guy on the roster has been like Moses Brown, Sterling Brown, Theo Pinson, uh, uh, yeah. like James Johnson, or like <laughs> these 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 guys who uh, we bring them in and like or Bo. I mean, I hate to say it, Boban Marjanovic. It's kind of like the fifteenth guy on the bench. Yeah. Like we got these guys or had these guys riding the bench at the fifteenth fifteen spot. Facundo Campazzo last year. And like, he he didn't even. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) At no point were you expecting any of those guys in the 15th roster spot to play meaningful minutes ever. And the only time (laughs) you expected them to play meaningful minutes was in a blowout or was a game where, like, okay, load managing or load managing KP or load managing, you know, some of these guys. And we have essentially scheduled a loss. So go ahead and trot out Moses Brown, trot out the trot play out because we have to. Yeah. Yeah. Play him because we, ha- because we have to, and because we expect to lose. I, I feel confident that Derek, Derek Jones Jr. is going to play minutes in games that we expect to win. Uh, and so that is, that is a, a welcome change. We still have JaVale McGee on the roster who feels like feels really more feels in the line with like the Sterling Browns, Theo Pinson's the uh, of like, yeah, I never want to see him on the court. Um, <laughs> but like Derek Jones Jr. could play, could average like 10, 12 minutes a game for us this season and then could leave and play like two or three more years somewhere else. <laughs> in the past, when a guy like, Ryan Brokoff is an is an example. Oh, uh, yeah. The accountant. Like, yeah, he played for us for a few seasons. Like rode the bench, rode that fifteenth roster spot. As soon as he left, he was out of the league. So, yeah. like it's it's nice to <clears throat> see we're, them we're going through the finally. bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and and again, we say this about Derek Jones Jr. because it's it's nice to have a guy like that. I also need to, as as the hater that I am, I also need to mention that like JaVale McGee and Dante Exum are kind of like that right now as well. Like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna play for us, and they might they might leave, they might stay, whatever. But as soon as they leave, or as soon as they get waived, I yeah, don't expect I... I don't expect a single soul in the league <laughs> to offer JaVale McGee a contract. Or, well, or... I, I think he's got a lot of relationships with different organizations, like warriors or lakers so i wouldn't be shocked it's more he could of pull, like he could pull a udonis haslam kind of retire yeah, that's what he would can yeah he's like hey like i want a championship with you guys like i'd love to be like the the deandre jordan of, of this team 
<laughs> um, not to not to do a parting shot to him, but I think I think what's kind of crazy about this offseason in particular is like it seems like we've acquired multiple players that you know, I mean, we've we've talked about this at length on the pod where we'll watch a game or, or like it doesn't even have to be a Mavs game. We're like, oh man, I'd love to have X player on this team. I'd love to have X player in a Mavs jersey one day, like hopefully like in his prime still, because that's typically when we get them is is five years after the prime. But it seems like this offseason, especially, we've gotten um three guys that I really have always kind of wanted to see how we would would how they would look in a Mavs jersey. We've got Grant Williams, which I'm a huge fan of that, that whole situation, getting him. We got uh, Rashawn Holmes, which could be a little bit of a project, but if he, you know, I think him playing with Luca could tap into that, um, the talent that he wasn't able to use at Sacramento. So maybe that's, that, that works out. And then um, Derek Jones Jr. is another one of those guys where, you know, we just, we haven't had a lot of athletes on, on, yeah. on in Mavericks, I, I thought I thought you were going to mention Seth Curry too, who we have seen in a Mavericks uniform. <laughs> and who I want to see him never, in a Mavericks uniform a third time. Well, yeah, who, third time's charm, who should never who uh, who should never have not been wearing a Mavs uniform. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I totally get what you mean of like adding these guys who are who are just like even if it's the smallest positive, they're yeah. still a positive. <laughs> they are a positive asset. They are a net positive for the team right Um, and we've been and yeah we've been sorely lacking in those guys either because their contract makes them a negative or because (laughs) certain things personality or their talent level make yeah their talent level makes them a negative i think i think that's the overall you can i think people are outside of the league are starting outside of the team i should say and the fan base are starting to notice like hey like this maps team looks totally different than the one that luca and Kyrie were playing with last year like uh credit to nico he's making these moves he's he's raising the the floor uh, the talent floor yeah ever so slightly we'll yeah. see how much it actually is and like when we play together but like you know uh yeah that, yeah because we know yeah the floor is we don't know what the ceiling is for this team yet no but the but the floor is definitely higher after this off season for sure yeah Pretty much everybody we've added can play. We'll see. I mean, we'll see about Dante Exum and, and how that fits. But like, um, if you look across the league, the best teams like your Denver's, your Celtics, your you know teams that are stacked, the Heat, the uh, Heat, yeah, they have they go nine deep, and and all of them can contribute in different ways, and they know their roles. So just figuring that out for us, we're piecing it together. We'll see how the chemistry goes, but I feel you know. I think we're off to we're we're doing doing work. We're doing a really good job this off season. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on is uh, good old somebody good old, somebody got inducted somewhere, didn't they? Uh, Did you get so. an award at work, Ben? No, I I not yet. <laughs> we'll see. Um, no, but I think uh, someone by the name of Dirk Nowitzki. Oh my God! He opened his restaurant. That's right. Okay, I think he does have a restaurant in in one of the airports, actually. Um, but that's that not sounds so about. bad. That sounds so bad. Like, 
if you're if you're talking about like a celebrity or like an a pro athlete and you're like oh my god they have a rest they have an airport restaurant that does <laughs> like, not that's like does a not chilies to like go a, yeah it's like, like that german does not, <laughs> that does not sound like oh my god i can't wait to go to that airport restaurant like that does not sound like an accolade but it is funny that yeah, Sorry. I, think, yeah. I think dirk it, has one upfield <laughs> yeah he does I'll have to check it out one of these days. Um, but Dirk Nowitzki's in the Hall of Fame, like officially now. Hey yo, big German. Um, just so proud of him. I think we side effect of being in awe of how great Luca has been. I feel like I've uh, my memories of of Dirk have been a little fuzzier. If that makes sense, does that? Because it, it happened when we were younger. Like we grew up with Dirk. Dirk, Dirk was all we knew about Mavericks basketball. Um, but it's great to be reminded how how awesome he is and and how much he did for the franchise and NBA and and like, you know, so many players emulate his moves. Um, it's just cool to see him celebrated. I don't know if you got to see any of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um. It feels honestly, it's not anticlimactic, but it's it's funny to see him get his flowers from like the league, or from from yeah from from the NBA or from Na- the Naismith Hall of Fame, you know. But we're all these organizations not named Mavericks because we've like it's been a foregone conclusion for us for like 10, 15 years. Like yeah, he's. Now, he's one of the greatest to ever do it. First ballot for sure. Like no doubt. And yeah. and and I think I think I think most people who know ball know that like Dirk was a was was a uh bad dude. Was something else. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, it's really exciting. I also I just want to point out I had no idea that the Hall of Fame jackets were orange. They're like yeah. a rust. They're like a rust colored orange. I had no idea. I don't think I had ever watched like a, <laughs> a Hall of Fame ceremony before. Yeah, and I'm and I'm looking at others like, oh, okay. Like Dirk looks Dirk looks all right and orange. That's an interesting color. But like, yeah, he, he it looks, looks he like still, uh, he still looks good. Like a Texas Longhorns orange almost. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Do you want to <laughs> guess? Here's here's. Do you want to guess? I just pulled up because uh, I was curious. Any of the other um, players who are in the Hall of Fame who played for the Dallas Mavericks? Um, Jason Kidd, for sure. Yeah. Steve Nash. Um... I'll give you a dollar if you can name any of the other ones. Besides, obviously, Dirk, who played for the Mavs and are yes. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they are in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. This is the thing. This is the thing. After Steve Nash and Jason Kidd and Kavitsky, literally everyone else, uh, literally, like they happened to play for the Mavericks for one, maybe two seasons. Uh, about Rolando Blackman or Mark Guire. Oh, so those are those are Hall of Fame Mavericks. They are not Mavericks in the Hall of Fame, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was a little, a little bummed to see Rolando Blackman didn't get any any love. Uh, I just don't. I can't even. Um, okay. So I'm stumped. 
first one, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. I should have played. Yeah. He played twelve games for the Mavericks. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, another one, one. Another one. Uh, Tim Hardaway, senior. Uh, should have had that uh, one too. Uh, played one season, and then you have Alex English and Adrian Dantley. Alex English played one season. Adrian Dantley played two seasons, seventy-six games for the Mavericks. Huh. Um, yeah, so Dirk is is pretty much I'm, Dallas I'm, Mavericks. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at that. Dirk Nowitzki has played more years for the Mavericks than all of those other players combined. Yeah, like just un unreal. And I would yeah, be curious. Years. And, and it honestly, it makes me feel a little bit sad for the Mavericks that we haven't had more Hall of Fame players, like more players yeah. that are at that level. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can change that. I mean, we've got two future Hall of Famers on the roster right now, and Kyrie Irving and and uh, Luka Doncic. Yeah. Kyrie Irving's a Hall of Famer, right? Is oh, he... for sure. I think he's one of the most beloved, like players of his generation. I, like, well, beloved, beloved by who though? He's beloved by a lot of people, but he's by also... hoop culture, by like anybody who okay. watches basketball. Like I, I know he's obviously he hasn't been divisive recently, but he's he's pretty divisive to Celtics fans, <laughs> and he's pretty divisive to Celtics fans, and he's pretty divisive to well, Brooklyn Nets fans. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think we'll be okay. I mean, we'll we'll see. I, yeah, I I it, do think his his on the court accolades are going to be more than enough to get him. Yeah. I mean, was he, and if not he... uncle drew, if uncle drew needs to be in the hall of fame. Like okay. that, that movie okay. needs to be. In the hall okay. Let's, 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 let's induct down. that let's, in there. Let's calm down with the. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Congratulations think... to Dirk. Yeah. Congrats to Dirk. He's, he's, he's the goat for a reason. Um, just really excited to, uh, I do want to make that trip up there to, to see the basketball, like, hall of fame i think that'd be really cool um but yeah just cool to see him celebrated and like there's there's all these like compilations of of him playing through the years and then you see i think the one that they released was Kirk henderson had a good question actually about thinking of compilations like what is the singular dirk moment that you that when when you hear dirk Nowitzki, what is the singular like in-game moment that you think of I I personally think of the I mean it's not his signature shot but I think the lefty layup in the finals where he like off, is, off, back was he, that off Chris Bosh yeah Chris yeah. Bosh was guarding him like at the top of the key he kind of backed like five him down second like and time then, like, time going down yeah yeah okay that was uh, that's epic I also <clears throat> similarly is not his signature shot um my first thought was I think the o five o six playoffs against the spurs when he drove mm. for the and one that one's savage to, i think to force oh i think that forced that's the most dirk and, play ever and then we won or like yeah i guess i don't yeah. know if that's the most dirk um, play but it's like but his his some of his <laughs> most clutch moments were not like a a fadeaway mid-range jumper some i think most of, of them were but like some there were definitely some there he took it to the rack for sure but but it's funny that like we both like both of us, our brains did not go to the the iconic shot. It was like, no, I remember that one time he took Chris Bosch the off most. the dribble. Yeah. And he laid it up or 
took Tim Duncan back got in one to to get us past the Spurs for the first time in the postseason. Like, yeah. Greatest so, great to ever do it. So <laughs> um it just kind of made me think. And I think we might have touched on it originally when um the NBA 75 team was released. Uh did they do it in order? I thought they did it in order. Um because I think like leading up to uh the the you know the Hall of Fame, it seems like every other day somebody's trying to start like a Dirk versus KG comparison. And I'm just so tired of it at this point. Like you either watched basketball or you didn't. Like either <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I just it's just very confusing to me where um, KG's obviously, I mean, we're not talking about that, but there was this, uh, da, 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 trying to look at the list. Um, Cause I could have sworn they had him ranked or maybe, maybe I can't find it. Uh, oh, there's that? The, uh, rank. I thought I had. It. Never mind. I guess I didn't have Here, it. I'm sorry. I got it. Wait. Um. Oh, this is just the team members. Yeah. Um. Okay, I think I have it. Oh my goodness. Never mind. This is not great audio content. Forget I said anything. Uh. Okay. Well, I, I guess the point I was trying to make is like Dirk is top six in all in all time NBA scoring right now, and uh, unless I, I'm I, I'm trying to think of anyone who who has a chance at like unsurping him in the near future, um, but that alone kind of puts him in, to me in, in a top tier. Maybe he's top fifteen, top twenty, um, but. Yeah, I, his 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 legacy keeps living on in all these players that are are shooting like him, who are like bigs that are you know shooting threes and, and creating and not just like backing down and um yeah I, I I think if 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 you're having number twenty one, you got Elton Baylor, you got Jerry West, and then. <laughs> In Giannis and 17. So Giannis is going to be the next active player to eclipse Dirk. Presumably yeah. when, if and when he wins a second uh, NBA title. Um, um, well, anyway, well, I mean, we're not, I guess we don't want to, yeah. to end on the note where, when is Dirk going to get passed up? <laughs> now, now that we're celebrating him. Never. Um, well, never, never in, in uh, never in our hearts. Never in our hearts, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're 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 definitely in the slow season. I think that's probably the most eventful thing that will happen basketball wise until until like maybe keep, keep the we'll powder dry. FIBA. Keep the powder dry until uh until the trade deadline, folks. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens in FIBA. Um, we we might touch on that a little bit. We need to get more beyond stuff. Um, I'll I know I'll be reviewing Blue Beetle. Um. Ben will know. be reviewing we'll, we'll it alone. It will, I won't be alone. I'll find him. somebody. I'll get, I'll get Kendall back on. We'll, we'll review it. 
Um, okay, good luck. My my prayers go with you because I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I am fresh out of you know what's to give about yeah, well, Blue Beetle. <laughs> true. I mean my I get I get like the DC of it all, but like at the very minimum, like it's supporting like a Latin led film, you know. That's the yeah that there is that i mean i love george lopez <laughs> oh my god uh anyway we don't have to get into that <laughs> yeah but um we'll figure so we need to do more beyond pods between now and october which is goodness two months away so we'll 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 come up with some stuff we might don't necessarily have to be like a topical thing hopefully it will be but we can kind of uh come up with some fun topics, some hypothetical scenarios. Um, we'll have some maybe fun guests um, where we're cooking that up. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to Buckets and Beyond. We really appreciate it. And if you love, if you like this pod, if you enjoyed it, you had a good time, please take the time to write us a review. Give us five stars. Well, pretty sure we all agree that we earned it. And um Thank you for for just really tuning in in the deep into the off season when there's not much going on, and uh, we'll keep you guys. We we had a little bit of a break. We'll we'll, we'll see if we can start turning out some more of these um, coming soon. So thank you for tuning in. We are out of here. Oh, actually, before we are, follow us on follow Instagram. Us. Follow us on Twitter. Um, we are on Threads, but I, I literally posted one thing. Um, so maybe yeah, nobody's on Threads. Not- we're we're riding the ship <laughs> down on Twitter. We're riding it. <laughs> Or on on X. On uh, X, good lord. So, so uh, on X, we are at Buckets Beyond. And then on Instagram, we are Buckets and Beyond. I think. Pretty sure. Yeah. We're out of yep. here. Thanks for tuning in. Adios. Deuces.